Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. If you're not going there to get your wrestling news, you need to do it. Lots of podcasts, lots of exclusives, lots of interviews, and lots of news. If you all want to go uh, above and beyond to support us, we have the Fightful Select Premium Service. We have dozens of podcasts over there a month. This month, we have the St. Valentine's Day Massacre Retro Review. We have Dark Match Commentary. We have uh, the Fightful Report podcast with exclusive news. NXT 205, UK, NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor reviews, all that good stuff. Check out Fightful Select. I post news tidbits up there all the time, a lot of times early, including one about Mr. Mustafa Ali, who was pulled from this Sunday show. Alex Pawlowski has not been pulled from this Sunday show, though. No, I'll be here. We don't have to have anybody fill in for Alex and go an hour. (laughs) Alex is going to go an hour tonight. 60 minute man, baby. Alex. Yeah. How's it what? going? Good, good. Uh I I uh the man, the definition of bittersweet is what is what this the last hour was for me. And we'll get into it later, but um wow. Wow, wow, wow. Have a lot of good things to say about this episode of SmackDown and I see some pissy patties in the chat. This ain't the show for you, my friends. <laughs> I had a blast watching SmackDown live tonight. I thought it was all kinds of fun. Uh, no Becky Lynch on this show. That is a rarity, but hey, at least they're playing up, they're playing up the suspension for once. She was suspended. She was suspended last last SmackDown too, but she showed yes. up anyway. So who knows? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> lots to talk about there. Join us Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Listen, you boy. That's going to be a lot of fun. I've been touting this all week. I, I don't know if Jimmy's down for this yet, but I'm pushing it through. We are reviewing Abducted in Plain Sight on that show. If you haven't watched that movie, it is the most infuriating documentary you will ever see, and we're going to review it in place of stupid people. But let's uh, talk SmackDown Live. Charlotte Flair came out and just did some masterful trolling of this crowd. And how about her Twitter game the last couple of days? It's been pretty solid. Well, it's been solid, and and also it felt like maybe her dad was making some of the references, like <laughs> the she, Johnny Carson references. She, she referenced about Satin, Karnak the Magnificent, which if you're under forty, you might not know anything about. Oh, I had like, to look that, it up. That was a character that Johnny Carson played on the Tonight Show. Johnny Carson went off the air in 1990, damn one. So it's been a minute. Um, so I don't know exactly where she pulled that reference out of, but good for her. Uh, the joke was solid, even if the reference was three decades old. 
I think she's really stepped it up. This is the Charlotte Flair that is a major superstar. Yes. And the more I see this, I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I would have preferred it being Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey one-on-one. But goddamn, man, the amount of heat that Charlotte Flair is going to get off of this. Yeah. It, it's, it's good for her and it's good for WWE. Who boy. Man. Uh, so Charlotte says she's the backbone of the division and Vince made a smart business decision and picked a future Hall of Famer to replace Becky Lynch. Uh, like I said, Charlotte Flair was some great troll work, really letting Becky have it, uh, sticking it to the crowd. Says that she's also going to beat the Raw Women's title match at Elimination Chamber between Ru- Rousey and Ruby Riot, and maybe they'll end up seeing a new champion. This adds another little wrinkle to it. Rousey isn't losing this match, but... no. It is another little aspect to it, so why not? Yeah, no, I mean, Charlotte should be there. That makes perfect sense for her to do that. I mean, even in kayfabe and in reality, you would, you would want to scout your, your future opponent. That makes perfect sense. Um, uh, you know, I I don't want it to be too convoluted where, like, she's jumping the barrier or something during the match. Like, let's just let her be there and troll from ringside and not get everything get a little too overbooked this was good stuff uh jimmy van has let me know that we'll actually be reviewing abducted in plain sight on fightful select just so you know i'm not the one putting this behind a paywall it's jimmy van it's an executive decision speaking of we're going to talk about the new day xavier woods let me know on twitter that the lack of a madden tournament this year an executive decision and Mm. he joked that maybe we'll have an xfl video game (laughs) tournament and i'm thinking did they really cancel that tournament because of the XFL? Oh, man. That is the... Sh- that's lame. <sighs> I mentioned yesterday about how they add, they've add. they gotten really good about adding stakes to matches that probably shouldn't matter. This happened sure. again in a remarkably average match. Fabulous Glow defeated Fire and Desire in the Iconics. Solid story, an okay crowd. The match was primarily built around two things. Naomi getting a hold of Mandy Rose and the Iconics not tagging in. And that's what this played up to, and it led to someone being put in the chamber first. So I'm like, okay, you're hitting several points here. You're furthering what you haven't done with the Iconics. By the way, Alex, they're getting their mileage out of that interview with them. Yeah. It's like the fourth time I've seen it. Yeah, it's... it's they're They're tricking me. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about, I'm sure we'll make our predictions for Elimination Chamber at the end of the night, but they're tricking me into thinking they might put the belts on the Iconics, if only for a couple of months uh, before they lose them at WrestleMania, uh, which honestly I'd be in favor of, considering I think that they do really good work in tag team matches, but not necessarily one-on-one, um, and they haven't on the main roster, to be honest. But um, I, I think that interview is very honest and earnest and forthright and sweet, and it shows that they're really good friends, and and it makes it makes sense. You want to build that up in that moment. They also are using that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose thing over and over and over again. I understand that as well. So a major part of this match takes place during the commercial break, and the work doesn't look great. But uh, this is one of Naomi's on nights, I would say. Her offense looked very good tonight. Uh, Iconics, I, I loved how they stood on the same side of the turnbuckle on the apron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was clever. But ideally, Alex, one of these teams could just walk away. Yeah, they don't need to be there. Like, like uh, the Iconics not tagging in is incredibly smart. 
you get you get no advantage for having been the the team that pins the team in this match. The winning the winning team gets nothing. The losing team gets punished. Why would you ever enter the ring? I love when teams and usually they got to be heels are smart enough to realize there's no advantage to me being anywhere near this ring. Um, yeah, that's great, and I I think it's fantastic. I would have loved it if they had just like brought out folding chairs and sat down at ringside and never even gotten up on yeah. the apron. Davila and Carmella have a couple of interactions here, but it's largely built around the Naomi Mandy Rose stuff. And Naomi uh, finally gets a hold of Mandy after sh- she was avoided at all costs. Naomi picks up the win with a nice looking split legged moonsault on Mandy. Uh, the Iconics attack afterwards. Posted both members of Fabulous Glow, probably the best use of them. Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest, the Iconics haven't been great in the ring since they've been called up. And uh, th- this helps get them over in the way that they probably should be over for this match. Sure. I mean, they still have yet to tell us what they're doing with these tag belts. If if the winner of the of the of this match on Sunday is a Raw team, what do the SmackDown teams do? They still haven't talked to us about that yet. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. If they don't win, they should absolutely be a team that is considered for the first uh, title defense. Like I said, largely average match with a solid story. Okay, crowd. Everyone was used very well. I thought. Oh, wow, these Raw teams were not used well. What was going on in that Nia Jax Tamina promo? Like, oh, man. I saw this and I was like, "All right, something I'll probably be able to give them. I'll be able to give them some props for." Even though, hey, I said they both worked well last night, so there we go. I can't believe this made it through edits. I don't Tamina know. just trying. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It just it it feels like this is a thing. They've attached Tamina to Naya. They want to make Naya an important part of their company. And Tamina has, you know, the legacy thing to it. But they just don't seem to mesh together, even though they're two big hosses. It just doesn't, it doesn't make, and them talking is never a good thing. Either one of them. I thought that Liv was probably the best out of the five people that talked. Yeah, like like that, You, she made me believe. Like this is the thing. The when when the riot, riot squad showed up, it was Ruby and Liv. Okay, I feel like those two belong together. And then there was for a while this like backwoods redneck, and now a Viking. And it doesn't really seem like Sarah Logan ever really fit in with the other two. But Liv made me believe that Sarah is absolutely like somebody that she would walk through fire for. Like that's that's a great promo. Made me believe it. So um, up next, we had the Mustafa Ali cell phone promo. As as we broke the news yesterday, Mustafa was out. It was later revealed. I didn't want to reveal the nature of it, but PW Insider did. So it was a concussion. He sustained it Sunday night. Uh, I think he – I think he – and a lot of people were blaming Orton. It's not Orton. Although some of the speculation I heard was that plenty of people backstage thought maybe he was just trying to tough out what happened last week. But even then, he sat up on a Garvin stomp like that. That, yeah, an innocent mistake. Randy Orton wasn't malicious or anything like that. This was not his fault. It happens. This is a truly a shit happened situation. Yeah, this one's gonna hurt you, Alex. Yeah, he. I mean, th- what I'm about to tell you, he was meant for this type of showcase tonight. Of course, of course. Well, of course he was. Yeah. Like it was all put 
put out there perfectly. That that's the thing that, and we'll talk about this when we get to that match. Um, uh, the thing I loved about this promo, and he he does these the cell phone promo better than anybody because unlike the majority of the rest of the thing, he's not standing in front of an actual television camera holding an arm out to the side of it. Like he's actually feels like he's actually giving this promo to his cell phone. Um, and he's earnest and, and smart. And if you can tell this is really weighing on him, it makes a lot of sense. I also loved that they kind of implied that the concussion came from Rowan choke slamming him on the table, which looked vicious at the time. Um, so that maybe depending on when he's cleared, we might have some, like maybe it's him versus Rowan at fast lane, like something like that to like, like propel him into something for mania. I don't want this ridiculous thing where he happens to get a cushion, a live event to like, okay, kids, sorry, you're on the back burner till midsummer. Like that happens way too much. That cannot happen with sky. He's so talented. And as we'll talk about, they had planned for him an amazing showcase for tonight. Like they, they have all this confidence in him and we've seen too often. Oop, you got injured. Now we don't need confidence in you. I, that can't happen with him. He's too good. I would agree with that. Uh, I was told this weekend that that the plan was for Randy Orton to get the, the primary amount of that heat, but it remains to be seen stuff like that does. I I know the plans change thing. I, I hate that, but Hey, they do. Uh, and obviously, plans had to change for WWE because Mustafa Ali was going to be a big part of this match. He will be back. And I know that he he fought to try to be a part of the match, too, because he knows what type of a, of a opportunity this is for him. Yes, yes. And I don't think anybody saw him coming up to SmackDown anyway. No, that was just, it was out of the blue, man. And then after the first night when he kind of landed, we got very fortunate that Daniel Bryan wasn't hurt. Yeah. And the push continued. That that says a lot about how WWE feels about this guy. So The Miz comes out and announces that Shane McMahon is going to be on NCIS LA. NCIS, the only show that has worse camera work than WWE. And somebody said, well, I don't get motion sickness when I watch NCIS. And I said, that's because you can't see. <laughs> they got the fuzzy screen. Alex, you, you've done some, some acting, yeah, some stage work. Please explain to the people what that means. The, the fuzzy screen? Yes. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I, I, I NCIS has been on the air for how how long? It's got two, three iterations of it. Um, what it's, it's a spinoff of JAG, too, which was around for like a decade. Here's the thing. I have never voluntarily watched one second of NCIS programming. Not one. I can't say that because I always watch like the last three confusing minutes of NCIS before right. Raw. But I'm, thing, like, I'm not that if 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 that's on, if Modern Family is on, if Chrisley is on, whatever's on, I'm not saying, oh, I'll check out the last two <laughs> minutes of NCIS before Raw. It just happens to be on. I'm not doing it on purpose. I've been watching that Cold Justice joint, man. That's that's legit. Y'all gotta watch some Cold Justice. It's my jam. So uh yeah, NCIS is happening. Usos come out and say that McMiz are trying to be them. And w- this was just such a fun segment, it was I thought. So fun. The Usos show the McMiz, as they're called, how well they know each other. Yep. This leads to 
Miz and Shane mm-hmm. giving each other answers to questions, including one that was a Toledo Mud Hens reference that got a great pop. Oh. I didn't think anything was topping that tonight. No, I, I, I thought that was great. Like, listen, th- those AAA towns, they love their minor league baseball teams. Like that was that. I think that was so cool. Um, I love it that like just randomly a Toledo Mud Hens reference. Uh, I think that's cool. I, I I thought all four of them did did great work. Um, uh, we'll talk about the ending of this segment and how I would just like a little bit more consistency. Okay. Well, uh, this was really funny. It was it was shades of Daniel Bryan, Derek Bateman on NXT, but not quite as funny. After some trash talk to Uso Superkick McMiz, I thought this was good and fun, and it furthered the story. But tell me about your consistency issues. Well, now the Usos have have obviously attacked a McMahon. I expect them to be suspended through WrestleMania, and they're not allowed to compete for the t- for the tag titles. You can't attack a McMahon. It's not you're not allowed. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to, Sean. Listen, I don't believe that. you were going to come at me with something legit, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to come at me with something on, like dude. a real complaint. Don't 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 attack the McMahons unless you think there's a chance they might be suspended. They, That's they, a lame one, man. I know. Whatever. How dare you? <laughs> well, here we are. We're at the main event, Alex. Hey, listen. This is what when when they announced this damn gauntlet match before we knew anything about Mustafa Ali being injured. I said they need to have this this gauntlet match take the entire last hour of SmackDown, and they need to have Mustafa Ali come in first. And last like thirty five minutes, it would make him a star. And like, it's the Tuesday night monkey's paw. Like, I got, I got half of it, and and they were gonna make him a star. They were gonna because it would have. Yeah. And yet, if you told me, okay, Mustafa Ali can't be in the match, and they were gonna do this thing where they're gonna make him a huge star, we're gonna do the exact same basic storyline, but we need somebody to come in and be in his place. Who do you want? And I would have been like, I want Kofi. I want it to be Kofi. And and that's that's who it was. It's perfect. So uh let's let's talk about the uh what do do we have a new entrant in the gauntlet match? We we might. Hold on. What's that? Is this the debut? It might be the debut. Oh my god! Yeah, the debut. Now she's gonna beat Warren Hayes, she's gonna beat Jeff Hawkins. She's going to beat you. She's going to beat me. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Anna Bauer's going to show up and RKO her and win. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. the situation that we're, that we're in now. Yeah. Um, all right, sweetheart. But this was Kofi Kingston's night. I will yeah. forever remember this SmackDown as Kofi Kingston's SmackDown. Yes. They, I had one guy complaining like, oh, it could have been somebody else. could have been Andrade. It could have been – no, this was – Kofi Kingston, the baby face. And they had to establish him as a credible threat. And they did in one night they did. And Hey, I'm, I've been pitching this on the show forever, Alex. I would love a new day. Daniel Bryan feud leading to a major title match. And even one of the members of new day winning the title. I would not be opposed to that at all, especially on a SmackDown show that is wrestling centric. And especially one that's going to be even more sports centric next October. Yeah, the, this is this is laying all the groundwork for all of that. Um, Xavier specifically, and also Big E, but has said many many times publicly that one of the New Day's missions is to get um, Kofi a WWE title run before he retires. 
Like figure out a way of making that happen, even if it's a few days. Like like figure out a way of making and and so there was to me there was no question which of the three was going to enter this match. Um, and as the match wore on, uh, and Kofi was doing more stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is this is obviously a plug and place thing for what they were going to do with Mustafa." Which I, I'm gutted that they were going to make Mustafa Ali a mainstream superstar babyface with this match, but. I'm so happy they're finally like figuring out a way of making Kofi into that fiery veteran who will not stop. He is this close to the WWE title, and damn it, there's no way he's given up. Like I thought that was an amazing slight pivot to that storyline. Beautiful. This was nothing short of awesome. I gave the match, like I do my match ratings. I gave the match itself like an 8.75 out of 10. I thought it was that good. The story was that good. The work was that good. The emotion was there. The crowd was hot. They did, they told a story. Everything that that, that uh, checks boxes, they, they did. Uh, Brian and Kofi go at it for a while. They ended up working 24 minutes. Yep. They, they have like an 8 out of 10 match on their own. Right. It was unbelievable. Uh, Brian was not taking it easy on Kofi, who he knew was going to have to go an hour. He's hitting him with those kitchen sink knees, and it feels like this feels like a very fresh matchup. We haven't seen a ton of it. No. Uh, before a commercial, Kofi does this great dive over the top rope. Brian only gets two when he does this guillotine knee drop. Mm. Brian then misses a diving headbutt. We're talking like 13, 14 minutes in, and they're going high-flying back and forth. Kofi doing like a standing somersault senton. Uh, Brian with a, an amazing tree of woe drop kick. They they both wiped out on a belly to back su- superplex attempt. Brian applies the label lock and Kofi manages to get to the ropes. Then Brian flies to ringside and hits Kofi with a knee. We then get some some smoke and mirrors, which Kofi probably was going to need because he's got to breathe at some point. Right. What did you think of the shenanigans involving New Day and Rowan? I thought it told a story of Kofi overcoming all of this. Sure, and I think that this that, that's a really interesting idea. Like the idea that 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 Rowan and and New Day like on the outside cancel each other out, but they both can't be there because then you got to write in why they're not interfering when they could be and all that kind of stuff. So it's a perfect time for them to get get the, both of them tossed from ringside. Uh, I, I I wonder what they would have done with the Rowan thing had Mustafa been in the match because you wouldn't have had the other members of the New Day to get involved on the other side. So I think it's it's really interesting the way that they were able to put everything together. Uh, it made a lot of sense. Um, I'm I'm very uh, intrigued to see where this whole New Day and Brian thing can go uh, from here, especially when you get into like late spring. When you you haven't started to build up for for uh, SummerSlam yet, and they don't really have anything to do, it's a perfect time to do a little New Day versus Daniel Bryan uh, and Co. Uh, deal. This was awesome uh, because usually when this happens, this leads to somebody getting decked from behind or the babyface getting decked from behind and beaten. But instead, Daniel Bryan, the world champion, eats a trouble in paradise and gets pinned by uh, Kofi. After 24 minutes, my thing is, and no, no, not everybody's going to agree with me. I buy Kofi Kingston as a main eventer, as a plug and play main eventer. You know why? I, I also, when I look back, I, I bought a lot of tag team guys like that. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like, I've been saying AEW at times, if they need to, they'll be able to plug and play one of the Jackson brothers in there, especially Nick, I think. Like, there is the ability to do that when a tag team is beloved. You know they can work. You know they can compete at a high level. And Daniel Bryan did a lot for Kofi Kingston tonight. He really did. Uh, also, Kofi, for some people who've been watching, you know, because he, Kofi at one point says, I've been here for 11 years. If you've been watching Kofi for those 11 years, for the first few years there, like there was a point where he was getting some pushes and you thought maybe this guy did have that that level of career in front of him. Uh, he's a fan favorite and has been for many, many years. Um, I, I personally think that if if they wanted to, they could start a program with Big E tomorrow and have him be be the WWE champ by SummerSlam without a problem at all. I think they because, could do it by WrestleMania. The, well, yeah, if they want, if, because like, but, but, we see we see what they do with people in one night, Alex. That's, when that's they're true. creatively pressed and their backs are against the wall and they have to get creative, right. either they get real lazy and we get a Sheamus title run opposite Roman yeah. Reigns. Oh God, yeah. or we get something like what we got tonight. A couple weeks ago when the script was 30 minutes late, I thought that Raw was going to be a mess. There were people panicking backstage. It ended up being a good show, I thought. Yeah. yeah. When when they when they have to and they, they get some fire behind their writing, I totally agree with you. Usually it says, okay, we're going to start something new tonight and it's going to really uh, continue for a while. We're going to tell all these stories and everything. Their plans usually last six months, so we'll see. This was really good. Jeff Hardy's next. We see some sloppy work early outside, and Hardy misses a swanton. There's a commercial, and after a little back and forth, Kofi gets to win with an SOS. Love that. Jeff didn't need to win this. Jeff isn't hurt a bit. Jeff is Jeff. The SOS, get the pin. That's good. You know how I am about uh, these signature moves. But after nine minutes, old Jeff Hardy didn't have anything left in the tank, and Kofi continued to look strong. You know what, though? You don't have to be like that, Alex. I don't? If your tank is empty after nine minutes, and you'd rather go an hour, you you don't have to worry. If you're concerned about your performance, you don't have to worry. If you want a renewed push, boy... Do I have a deal for you? How about free? Do you like free? I do. Blue Chew, it's free. At least when you order it through us. Use that code FIGHTFUL. BlueChew.com. It increases your performance, gives you that extra confidence in bed. It's made with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they're faster, they're better, they're cheaper. They're faster because it's a chewable, gets in your system faster. Uh, you can take it even on a full stomach. It's better because it's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor's visit. 
It's made and shipped in the USA. It ships direct right to you. You can take them anytime, day or night. This stuff's good. You can get it for free by using the term or the code Fightful. And hey, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need that. It's not a need. Did Mark McGuire need Androstendione to hit 70 home runs? Probably. But he probably was going to hit 40 or 50 that year anyway, Alex. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Now, here's the difference. You're not going to be shamed by the media if you take Blue Chew. You'll be embraced by the media, especially by me. Probably embraced by your special someone, too, if you know what I'm saying. I'll give you my Hall of Fame vote. They won't give Mark McGuire his Hall of Fame vote because there ain't nothing wrong with taking Blue Chew. You can knock 70 out of the park with BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful. Mm. And it won't turn your skin a different color like Sammy Sosa. How about that? (laughs) Watch that documentary on him. Shit was wild, man. Yeah. Samoa Joe is out next. He cracks Kofi. Works over Kofi with an abdominal stretch and a clothesline. Both of the guys eat the floor on a Kofi slingshot over the top rope and made it back in by the 10 count. This was really good. They really used all of the the saves, so to speak, yeah. of Kofi Kingston. He had nine lives in this. There were some great stuff. There was, but there was, it, it was, again, so bittersweet. So happy for, for Kofi. Love what he did in this match. I really hope that they actually use this to propel him and the New Day forward or something. But at the moment where he pinned Jeff Hardy and then Samoa Joe's music hit, I was just picturing what Mustafa Ali's face would have been in that moment. Like, and how they would have, like, oh, no, Mustafa Ali and Samoa Joe have this rivalry going back several weeks now. That Like, that whole thing. And when Joe was beating on Kofi, like, the storyline being told there that it would have continued that rivalry, I was just like, man, they really were going to make this kid, my boy, who I've been rooting for for years, into a star tonight. And then, whoops, concussion on a, on a live event. It's just the way life is, man. It's so crazy. I loved how Kofi Kingston kicked out after one on a clothesline. And yeah. Graves sold it appropriately. He's like, that man just kicked out at one after like 40 minutes in this match. That was great. That helped tell, tell that story. Coquina Clutch is applied, and they do the Hart Piper, the uh, the Austin Hart finish. Yep. I like it. A unique finish for each of the three people that Kofi beat. Yep. Trouble in Paradise, SOS, and then a sneaky pin. Brilliant stuff, Alex. Sneaky pin, uh, although Samoa Joe really needs to start scouting for that because I've seen him lose a match like that at least four times. Uh, so he's got to figure out a way of, you know, reversing that thing once once you get the sneaky pin. But I also love that immediately afterwards, as as was obviously the plan with Mustafa, Samoa Joe snaps, puts him in the coquina clutch, and puts him at a disadvantage versus AJ Styles. Uh, the the guy who it has to be who comes out and says, listen, dude, you don't need to continue this. You've been beaten up to hell. Live to fight another day. And I love that that the storyline tonight is, no, have some respect for me. I'm not giving up to anybody because I'm a veteran. I've been here for too long. And the story would have been, no, I need to make my name tonight. I'm not giving up. Like there's two two parallel storylines that work exactly 
opposite each other perfectly. I loved that. Samoa Joe snaps. He's eliminated after 14 minutes. Kofi is at 47 at this point. He's livid and chokes out Kofi. AJ is next and attacks Joe. Personally, part of me was like, God, they should start counting out AJ. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) It would have been funny, but AJ tries to show Kofi sympathy. I think this helps get over AJ a little bit as a baby face. He doesn't want to take advantage or whatever. But I love the way that Kofi reacted. He's like, I don't want your goddamn sympathy. Mm -hmm. You fight me me like a man. I'm going to fight you like a man. I just love that. Fight me. That was just so perfect i loved it this is a fire we have not seen from kofi in a long time usually he's just you know affable dude in the tree in the the trio who like throws pancakes like we have not seen this kofi in a while and that made me think again maybe they're going somewhere with this beyond just this sunday hopefully it continues this was good stuff too kofi fights back after uh styles decked him he walked into a vicious Uranagi backbreaker on AJ that they that the commentary team also sold very well. The production sold very well. Yeah. They put over how Kofi audibly screamed. Yeah. Amazing. Commentary was on point here. In-ring was on point. Production was on point. This is how you make a guy in one night. Yeah, uh, it, it absolutely is. It's how it's how you make a guy, or in this case, remake a guy, and, and you say, okay. Here we go. We know we know you think that Kofi is this guy. And we've given you every reason to think that. Tonight, in the span of an hour, we will change your mind about who this guy is. And if they did it, it was perfect. Kofi flies into the ring post, knee first, and still makes it in by the 10, ten count. I love those new ring posts, man. They work. <laughs> I they work. love them. People can do all this stuff. I've not seen one person get hurt on them yet. Nope, not one. And uh, that, that makes me very happy. Styles misses a super Frankensteiner, and Kofi body presses Styles back for two. They sold me a ticket. Thought that was the finish, Alex. I so did too. So did I. I was. It was great. This uh, the storyline just in this match between Styles and Kofi was was perfect. Like it was it, everything they did uh, through this match uh, at the, up until this point. Uh, ten out of ten. For me, Kofi uh, is placed in the calf crusher and has to tap out. I love that both members of the New Day came out and immediately helped him as well. Such a great touch, loved it, and it was it was helpful for this little thing they did at the end too to give a distraction uh, as well for so- something else for our eye to be drawn to. So Kofi's eliminated. He lasted an hour. Also worth noting. The ref in here lasted an hour too. Yeah, that guy had to run all over the place. Like that. That's th- those are the unsung heroes of these gauntlet matches. They got to work nonstop. That, that's pretty amazing. Randy Orton steps right in, hits an RKO, and wins. That's exactly how he should win, right? Because he's a he's because he's a douche. Like that's the, his character is absolutely going to take every advantage he can. He's he's never going to put in more effort than absolutely is necessary. Unless it's fun for him to beat on you, like that's that's who this guy is. Like you're, I mean, I think you're supposed to be like, wow, that match, that that move is is fun, and we like seeing it. But really, what a d bag. And I mean, that's fine. Um, it 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 kind of, <clears throat> to me, here's the silver lining. That means that he comes into the chamber last. 
And uh, the less I have to watch Randy Orton on Sunday, the better. So every cloud has a silver lining. This was an outstanding match. Mustafa Ali says, all the props in the world to Kofi. I couldn't have been happier with this SmackDown Live. I loved this episode of SmackDown Live. This was really good. And like, I'll keep beating this drum until they stop doing it because I love it so much. They added stakes to something. They made, even though really just the last minute mattered in the grand scope of things, that's not the minute that anybody's going to remember. No. Also, by the way, not a secret, they were running short on time. Well, yeah. They, they had to cut away immediately. Not breaking any news here, but I was told that from backstage, but anybody who watched the show could surmise that. This was a good episode of SmackDown Live, and hopefully we get a good elimination chamber this Sunday. Now, WWE has posted an article. A lot of people are talking about it in our chat right now about Sasha Banks re-aggravating a shoulder injury. They're, they're trying to get her good to go and everything for Sunday, but we're going to make our predictions for WWE Elimination Chamber. Uh, if you all don't, hit up FightfulWrestling.com that night. Join our live coverage. Hundreds, thousands of comments. Lots of people there to hang out and talk. And right afterwards, we go live with a post-show podcast. Let's get into it. Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman. There ain't no way Braun Strowman loses this, Alex. I, I can't imagine, but then again, there's they always find some result every pay-per-view that makes me go, what? This this result was in service of what? And that honestly might be this, if they decide they want to do, oh, we're going to do Braun versus Corbin 2 at Fastlane. Like, n- nobody wants to see that. You, you don't have to overthink this. Just let Braun smash Baron Corbin for like four minutes and be done with this feud. Finn Balor takes on Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush for the Intercontinental title. If Balor pins either man, he becomes the champion. I think this would be a way that he could pin Leo Rush and get the title. Yes. And honestly, Balor with the Intercontinental title kind of raises the profile of that championship. It does. Um, I think, I think the, to me, it doesn't make sense for this stipulation to exist with Leo Rush in the match unless you have Finn Balor pin Leo Rush to become champion. Otherwise, just have them have a match and Bobby Lashley wins. I think this is this is all set up to have Finn pin Leo and become champion. Uh, and then Bobby, because he wasn't pinned, he doesn't act. It's not necessarily an automatic rematch, even though it technically is an automatic rematch. And he'll fight uh, Finn. Uh, for the Intercontinental title at Fastlane, and then they'll figure out some way for it to become a multi-man match uh, at at WrestleMania. The, those Intercontinental title multi-man matches, maybe maybe Kevin Owens gets involved in that match at, at Mania. Those Intercontinental title multi-man matches at Mania are always fire, and it'd be great to see Finn holding it as he comes in. He deserves it. Akira Tozawa takes on Buddy Murphy. No buzz around this match, at least in the grand scope of things. Yeah, it was a weird deal. Like there was they had a they had a, a fatal four-way to decide who uh, an elimination match a couple of weeks ago on 205 Live to decide who's going to face Buddy Murphy and nobody in that match really made sense. So I, I feel like Buddy's holding this thing. I don't know who he faces at Mania. Um I feel like it's got to be a major deal though. Uh, I don't think Buddy Murphy loses this thing until Mania at the earliest. 
I think you're right. I'm good with Buddy Murphy as well. The Miz and Shane McMahon against the Usos. Now, the Usos, at least of, of last couple weeks, had not re-signed their deals. As we've seen with the Revival, <laughs> tag team titles are not beyond being dangled as, as incentives, Alex. Yeah. How do you think that affects the Usos? Um, I, it's early enough in this storyline that they might not get it here. They might get it down the road if this, this little feud continues. I also could easily see the Usos getting it and then either Shane or Miz turning on the other and giving us a program through March into uh, into Mania because I think a lot of people are are speculating we might get a Miz versus uh, Shane match at Mania. I would much rather them stick with Miz and Shane as a tag team. So would I. So would I. I would much rather see that. I just don't know what their plans are. I would love to see the Usos have it again and have them have some fresh matchups. There's all kinds of people they could they could face now that they haven't had a chance to. Especially I mean, whether whether or not people agree with Shane McMahon being thrust into the storyline. He does add an awful lot of star power to a tag team title match at WrestleMania uh, with him in it. And the thing is he can still go. He can still go. So Ronda Rousey versus Ruby riot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, I'm listen, I like that they're doing this thing where, where, you know, your top title holder in the mail uh, never shows up, but Robert I know what's going to happen. I'm going to win. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to give Goldberg his ticket to this pay per view. Goldberg's going to run in and spear Ronda Rousey. Ruby Riot will frog splash Ronda Rousey, win the championship, and go on to beat Wrestle or beat Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. That's that's my prediction. I like it. It's going to happen. Ronda Rousey's winning this. No elimination chamber match. Brian, Styles, Orton, Kingston, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. I can't see how anybody but Daniel Bryan wins this match. He is the hottest thing on SmackDown Live on the men's side of things. Plus, I got that new belt. <laughs> yeah, it do- Yes, exactly. It doesn't make sense for anybody to win but him. Uh, un- until um, w- when Mustafa Ali was pulled, I thought to myself, there's really nobody that I want to see win this thing like it's not a big deal to me this is the the match immediately lost so much cachet for me replacing Kofi and then having Kofi have tonight gives me somebody to root for even though I know they're not going to win like that's always a kind of an interesting thing to me in these kind of matches where the for the outcome seems a foregone conclusion to have that guy that you root for just because there might be a chance but no it's definitely Daniel Bryan the Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match. The Samoan Slaughterhouse is Nia Jackson Tamina against the Riot Squad, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Fire and Desire, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. The Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. The Boss and Hug Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey, And Fabulous Glow, Naomi and Carmella. Now, I am inclined to believe that Nia Jax and Tamina are going to win these titles, and I would assume that Sasha Banks and Bayley win them at WrestleMania. That's, that is my prediction. That's my prediction as well. I, I, I still wish that we, we had any inkling about what that means for the SmackDown uh, tag teams after this match. If a Raw team wins, I, 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 was, I want there to be some kind of resolution there. Like, did they, did they just go back to like having singles competition? Like I don't understand what that means. But 
Yes, you're right. It's going to be Nia and Tamina, uh, Wolf. But okay, just we'll just have to suffer through that until Sasha is healthy. So that's the elimination chamber. Anything you're particularly looking forward to on this show? Um, no. I mean, the chamber, the chamber matches are always fun, but I feel like in both of them, um, in in the in the men's match, I feel like it's a foregone conclusion, which kind of hurts it for me. Um, and uh, and I don't have Mustafa in there, who I really would 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 have been wanting to watch. Uh, and in the women's tag team titles match, I feel like the team that I want to win, if, either through the injury thing that's going on, or because they want to hold off and have them win it for the first time at Mania, isn't going to win. So I guess there's kind of intrigue of who isn't who is going to win. But I think that's also a foregone conclusion. I think that Nia and Tamina are definitely winning it. So there's not that suspense either. And as far as the other matches. Like, I don't feel like they've been built up properly in a way that I actually want to watch them. So, like, I, I would like our wonderful viewers to help us build up our Facebook properly. Yes. We are at Fightful Online on Facebook. You can also search for us, Fightful Pro Wrestling MMA and Boxing. I am giving that much more attention. I will be doing an exclusive podcast on there in the future. Uh, we do a lot of exclusive podcasts on FightfulSelect.com. That is the most direct way to support an independent wrestling website, trying to do things the right way. Uh, if you haven't figured out by now, guys, I'm not bringing you exclusive news that's wrong. I make sure that this stuff is is well-vetted and comes from good sources before I report it. If you all don't want to support us uh, by Fightful Select, retweet some of our stories, leave us the thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, leaving a nice iTunes review helps out an awful lot. Because I know a lot of you watch here on YouTube, and uh, the that takes away a lot of our iTunes reviews, which really pushes us in the forefront of a lot of those lists. So if you all don't mind, run over there, leave us a nice review. That's all helpful. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Um, there's about a foot of snow on the ground, so I'm going to have to figure out how to deal with all that. Um, as you saw, I have my hands full with, uh, with a two-year-old for uh, about 10 hours a day. So I'm going to, and she, she obviously does whatever she wants as you saw. So I, I, uh, I'm going to deal be doing that. Somebody saying, I didn't know Fightful had a Facebook page. We haven't paid that much attention to it, but we're going to, we're, we're posting a lot more. I'm doing a lot more custom posts. I'm, I'm giving it the attention it needs. We also have an Instagram at Fightful online. Check that out. Uh, we've got, Lots of we got basically every form of social media to help us out. Uh, I will be here Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Jimmy Van, the review of Abducted in Plain Sight will be on Fightful Select. Lots of stuff going on. Three big MMA events this weekend Kane Velazquez and Francis Nganu. You have Michael Page and Paul Daly over on Bellator. We previewed that over on the MMA channel. Peep that out as well. Thank you guys. Until next time, we're out.